Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is good, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of the Yinzers Podcast. Guys, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. We took a brief hiatus, a sabbatical, Mm -hmm. if you will. We've been gone for about a month, probably a little bit over a month. Um, We just needed a mental health break, as we all do every now and then. I recommend (laughs) everyone takes one. How are you guys doing? I've missed you so much. Missed you too. That went by like way too fast. Yeah. Like every week when we're trying to make it work and like all the things we had going on, we're like, okay, mm-hmm. next week. Okay, next week. Okay, next week. And then you're like, yeah, life's just not getting any less crazy. So we just have to jump back no, into it. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. Um, I I want to say like the break was needed. The break was necessary, but. While we were gone, obviously so much happened and I don't necessarily like want to dive into any of that because at this point it's old news. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, Juju went to the Chiefs. Like, do we even really care anymore? No. Who's Juju? I don't even remember the dude. Um, So (laughs) um, I want to give everyone a welcome back to Yinzers. We are so excited because the draft is coming up. There's a lot of stuff to cover coming up. And like we've said in the past, we are not draft experts. We're not college football experts. So we don't mm-hmm. do mock drafts. We don't subscribe to that whole, uh, you know, obsession, yeah. if you will. Um, but I'm so excited to see what we do in this draft. There are so many positions of need. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later with one of our topics for this episode. But the first thing that I want to talk about um, in this first episode back is the biggest thing that's happened to Steeler Nation, and I can't even remember how long. Um, unfortunately, it's heavy on all of our hearts. We lost uh, quarterback Dwayne Haskins uh, a few days ago to um, just an absolute freak accident. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Not only was it unexpected, uh, it's tragic, it's heartbreaking. I've cried for days, I will be honest with you. Um, I'm sure you both have Mm -hmm. as well. How are we all feeling? Let's let's do a segment remembering Dwayne Mm. Haskins. Um, Heartbroken. I don't think that I've still processed it. I mean, he was 24 years old, and it was such a tragic, unexpected loss. He was down in Florida training with – the wide receivers, the tight ends, um, Mitch Trubisky was there. So just, it was such a freak mm-hmm. accident. No one obviously could have seen it coming. I just, it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's gut wrenching. I mean, Jordan, yeah. what were your thoughts when you woke up and read the news? I really, I thought it was like a sick joke from a burner account honestly mm-hmm. i didn't believe it at first and uh, my my dad passed away a month ago and so my heart has just been so tender towards mm-hmm. people losing people and people dying before 
long before they should. So I just, as soon as I saw that, it was just that, ooh, that twist of kind of finality of, oh my God, he's he's gone and his family has to live without him now. And that is just, and his teammates, his poor, like his poor teammates, especially the ones who were there, who were just with him. Mm. It's just so many things whenever these tragic events happen that leave you kind of reeling and thinking, what in the world, how is that possible? And how is that fair? And we all had the opportunity to meet him at that softball game Mm -hmm. last year. And he was just so kind and so sort of soft spoken, Mm -hmm. but very just gentle and, and attentive. And he, a lot of fun to be around. And yes, it just, oh my goodness. The fact that he wasn't even 25, like, oh my God, how, how, that is one of the things about this situation, and there are many that make it so tough to swallow, that make it such a – it feels like such a monumental loss, and not that it isn't. It absolutely is, but it just feels so substantial mm-hmm. because, yeah, we did we did get to spend some time with him. Uh, we were – playing on his team at Cam Hayward's celebrity softball game last summer. And that wasn't even a year ago. And the things that I will remember about Dwayne Haskins, his smile was infectious. Mm -hmm. He surprised me when I met him. He was outgoing, made me feel very welcome, being the only girl playing on that entire field. I was the only girl. And he was one of the ones who made me feel comfortable, not out of of my element Mm -hmm. at all. Um, he was hilarious. He was cracking jokes the whole time. He was making all of his teammates laugh. Um, I, I was blown away by the person that mm-hmm. he was compared to the things that we had heard about yeah. him leading up to that point. And that being said, I want to touch on another thing about Dwayne as we remember him today. Um, the way that the loss of Dwayne Haskins was announced by media personalities, specifically Adam Schefter and Gil Brandt. Schefter, you know, down here, Gil Brandt way up here as far as inappropriate announcements and discussion of the loss of Dwayne Haskins. But how do you guys feel about the way that that news was delivered by some of our most prominent media media personalities? Disgusted. It was so unnecessary. And so unacceptable and just the lack of awareness that he exhibited in the way that he, he put that out there. He's, and he's always been that way. I remember being super confused when he announced Andrew Luck's retirement mid preseason game. I was like, wait, what, what kind of decorum is this? And so to, to move beyond that into a totally different sphere to announce somebody's death at the age of 24 and to launch into a kind of mini laundry list of their professional struggles in the NFL. What's the point of that? What, who cares at this, at, at that moment in time, it doesn't matter what they did or did not accomplish in the NFL. If, if you're breaking news that somebody passed away, that's all you have to say. That's literally it. And it shouldn't even be something that you're fighting to beat somebody else to break the news for. That's what pisses me off the most. It's like, you're, you're not, you're so 
obsessed with being the first person to get the news out there that you don't even give yourself a moment to step back and be like, how, how this am is I a looking at this person? Right. Yes. This is a, a human life, being. A life was lost. Let's not look at them as an asset or a commodity, but as a human being. Because when I pass, inevitably, the last thing mm-hmm. I would want, if I'm Adam Schefter, is for someone to say, Adam Schefter, media personality who failed to respect the dead, dead at age whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you, can you imagine if when, if when you pass, someone qualifies the human being that you were by, your, by a failure right. that you exhibited right. – During your lifetime, I think it's disgusting. It was so beyond unnecessary. It was additional words. So he put in extra effort to include Mm -hmm. that. And the thing that pisses me off the most about Adam Schefter is he is a serial offender in these situations. He is consistently making distasteful and disrespectful Mm -hmm. remarks and stepping out of line and then he just gets a pass because he's Adam Schefter. And let's not even I mean Gil Brandt, Sam, you want to discuss Gil Brandt because that was a whole other level of disrespect. It's, like the Schefter thing yep. absolutely disgusted me. He didn't even delete it for I don't know, he was at like 21, 22,000 a while. 22,000 dollars. I have money. Work. Clearly I work <laughs> on my mind I still. Mean, um 22,000 quote happens. tweets when he actually yeah. deleted it. And then you I didn't see Gil Brandt's thing until much later in the day because his was not obviously a tweet. Mm-hmm. It was an audio version. And when that started coming out, yeah. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, disgusting. disgusting. I don't even know if that touches it, but like somebody right. just lost a brother, um, a husband, mm-hmm. a son, maybe an uncle. I'm not even sure, you know, what his exact family yeah. relations were. But to throw that out there and say he was living to be dead when you talk to anybody that had met him, especially in the Steelers organization, he's been there every single day in the off season. He showed up without even having to be asked. He did tons of stuff in the community for Pittsburgh. Once again, without having to be asked because that's the person that he was. So where do you get the fucking audacity to be like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to like, and you still have a job. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's, it's honestly shocking. And there's Mm -hmm. a difference between cancel culture, which I don't believe in cancel culture and a series of pathetic decision-making over the course of several years, someone needs to be Mm -hmm. held accountable Mm -hmm. and it should be Adam Schefter, but he won't be. Everything will go on as if nothing happened. He issued an apology on his podcast and tweeted about the podcast to promote the podcast, saying an an apology. And yeah, which is absurd. Which is his. 
his brain is so wired to think like that. And that's what makes it even more frustrating because he can't disassociate from his Mm -hmm. job as a reporter and just exist in the world as a human being. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, not everything has to be some kind of promotional tool for you to push your crap. Like you, you, you fucked up royally and just own it in another one of your stupid tweets and let it be that he just deleted the tweet and then rephrased it. Um, and you know, even if he had issued an apology via tweet, people would still be pissed. I would still be pissed because you think before you act, we're all held Mm -hmm. accountable. Um, yeah. Except the untouchable ones, right? And it seems like he's untouchable. Yeah. And yeah. it's just infuriating in a situation like this where people are grieving, a nation mm-hmm. is grieving, teammates, family members, fans, organizations are grieving the loss of who several players have told me was one of their mm-hmm. favorite teammates yeah. ever. Yeah. It's, I mean, and you saw um, several players obviously on the Steelers, but even outside of the Steelers organization. Oh yeah. Pissed. Calling him out. Pissed. I mean, Lamar Jackson, tweet mm-hmm. after tweet after tweet, Des Bryant, tweet after tweet after tweet. I know there was a ton more, but those are ones that I just saw different tweets back and forth. Um, ironically, right. I did see Ryan Clark going back and forth with some Twitter users. And it's funny mm-hmm. because he's like, oh, Adam apologized to me in person. And I did say something. And I was like, but did you? So I went back and yeah. looked and he actually quote tweeted Adam's original tweet with the struggling word in it and was like, so sad prayers and blessings to his family. My God, that was it. Then came back later and quote tweeted the same one again and was like, I could care less that he struggled in this and this. And it's like, so you didn't call it out initially at all. Right. So, no, I do know that a lot of people are upset with how Ryan Clark handled yeah. that situation. And mm-hmm. I did see the back and forth of him allegedly, mm-hmm. you know, saying that he had quote tweeted the original tweet um, with some disdain for it. But I saw none. And as you said, Sam, you saw none yeah. either. So uh, the Ryan Clark stuff is a little bit weird to me. But I before we move on, um, I don't I want to have a moment of silence for Dwayne Haskins and his memory and uh I hope you'll all join us in that. (sighs) Rest in paradise, our friend, and we will see you again one day. It feels wrong to say, let's move on to the next topic because, you know, I know I could talk about this for a long time and the human that he was and the things that he did in Pittsburgh's community uh, just – Nothing but positive thoughts about Dwayne Haskins and good memories. Um, Let's talk about this upcoming season as we try to move forward from that topic. Um, There's a rumor, not necessarily a rumor. We have it on good authority via a very inside source um, that some stuff is going on with Deontay Johnson. Uh, We have some information that makes us believe that there could be a uh, a situation 
And that, that, uh, not again. I mean, aren't we as Steelers fans of the words, a situation, Uh, right? Like that gives us PTSD because how many times uh, have we gone into an upcoming season contract negotiations into a free agent year, um, where we've had a situation with a wide receiver. It reminds me of Mike Wallace. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, yep. I don't know why my ESPN just turned on. <laughs> uh, oh, so, good. you know, we have a, some stuff yeah. going on with Deontay. Allegedly, Deontay is looking for a number that there is no way in hell that the Steelers will meet um, ever. He's not TJ Watt. Um, but let's talk about it. Sam, what are your thoughts? When I heard this number... I was like, no way in hell is he going to get that. We know what the wide receiver market looks like. And we do know that because of what some of the players have been paid, Deontay's value is going to go up. That being said, Mm -hmm. we also know that historically the Steelers draft wide receivers well. And don't pay wide receivers. We saw what happened with AB. I do not ever see the Steelers doing that again. They dug their own grave. Right. Yeah. I don't, I just, it's not going to happen. So extremely good point. Sam, do you want to give us the number that uh, our source mm. gave us that Deontay is allegedly, allegedly $90 million. And we don't have a span. So yes. we don't know over how many years Deontay wants that money. I promise you knowing this NFL market and knowing players these days, he wants a majority of that mm-hmm. guaranteed. Neither would happen. Yeah. 90 million is yes. not going to happen. And they're sure as shit not gonna not gonna yeah. guarantee it so let's just you know push that off the table right away mm-hmm. it's gonna hold out jordan what do you think i don't know it's been so kept under wraps for the most part that i feel like if he does hold out we're gonna hear publicly about it first before any kind like we'll, we'll hear about the dispute before uh i don't know I really hope he doesn't because first of all, we could use him and second of, yeah, we need him very, very badly. But also I just don't think that's wise because he hasn't really, he's, he's been a good receiver when he's, he's been a great, excellent when he's been good and on, but he hasn't played consistently enough at a superstar level to warrant asking that asking for that kind of money I could not agree more uh, is a team going to pay him that do you see a team paying Deontay Johnson $90 million over the course of several years? I th- no. There, I, I just don't. think with the way the market is going, and especially with teams and quarterbacks, look at the last few quarterback signings. The, the quarterbacks are now wanting 40 to $50 million a year. If teams continually start paying quarterbacks that, they're not going to have money like that to even spend on wide receivers. Well, that's why the issue in Kansas City, that's why Tyreek Hill left Mm -hmm. Kansas City. They weren't going to pay him because, and they couldn't pay him because they paid Patrick Mahomes everything. They gave him everything. 
that's why the Packers had to part with Devontae Adams because they gave Aaron Rodgers the right. farm. They gave him yeah. everything. So when you're giving these quarterbacks these huge contracts, you're se- that's where you're seeing uh-huh. the wide receiver money really, really go up because they're leaving to go to these teams that have a ton of money because they haven't paid right. their quarterbacks. And let's not get it twisted. Deontay is a, is a great wide right. receiver. He is not Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. He is nope. not Tyreek Hill. Not by mm-hmm. any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination. So let's talk about another thing that goes hand in hand with this. When are NFL agents going to stop giving their players bad advice? Mm. When they stop getting yeah. paid. Uh, yeah. When when players stop getting these bank-breaking contracts, that actually, when it starts costing the agents – then they'll right. start giving them better advice. But right now, especially, um, why am I blanking on that guy's name? He's so stupid. Um, the, I, I Antonio just like, Brown? no, the oh, agent, Drew the agent, Drew oh. Rosenhaus. Drew yeah. Rosen. I was Thank, close. Yep. His you were agent. close. You said, you said his name and then I pictured the two names in a tweet together. And I was like, ah, yes, Drew. Like, those guys are, they don't care what happens. Right. Like as long as the players get their guaranteed money and these agents get their money, they yeah. could give two flying shits about whether or not the advice is good. But I think that we're going to see the market change at some point. Cause like you said, teams like Kansas city are crippled by the, the contract of one player. And we're going to see that in Cleveland as well. Once Absolutely. Things start happening with like Nick Chubb and other players that they can't Donovan Peoples Jones, like he's going to be due for a raise and they're probably not going to be able to pay him because they gave all the money to Deshaun Watson. So whenever the market starts to flip and move backwards again a little bit, because teams are like, shit, we can't, we can't be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when the agents will be like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to. It's uh, well, maybe you should ask for less money. I swear. I, I mean, it's so stupid. It's, the greed is actually astounding because we know exactly what happened with mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell. We know exactly what happened. That agent gave him bad advice. Terrible advice. Terrible advice. And these athletes trust their agents because why wouldn't right. they? What reason have they given them not to trust them? And so implicitly, they're letting their agents dictate their market value. And at that point, he's, you know, taking the Steelers off social media, uh, unfollowing the Steelers on Instagram, taking all references to Steelers wide receiver off of Twitter. Let's talk about that for a second. What autonomy, what role does social media play in these athletes taking autonomy over Mm. their market value? Because- what I see is the second they do it, fans take notice. Fans start putting pressure on the organizations. The organizations feel a need to make a move, and then the ball gets rolling. So it's amazing how social media has allowed these athletes to really, like, say, they push the go button on contract negotiations yeah. or yeah. trade talks. It's mm-hmm. astounding to me. It's crazy. And it's just it, – it. one guy does it and it works. Yes. And then everybody else does the, the same blueprint. tactic. Yep. They're like, oh, this will get me whatever. It, I, mean, I don't I even know. I feel it's like just, it's, Antonio so Brown paved that way with the social media yep. antics. Yeah. Um, nobody was as out there in the antics that he pulled. And 
anything. And as time has progressed or as time has went on, we've seen those antics progress, like taking his uniform off and doing jumping jacks on the field. Like, "Eh, you know what? I'm just going to quit. Like, right. It's, but what did he, I mean, the social media stuff Antonio Brown did did. worked. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to It did work. He didn't want to go to the Bills and was vocal about it on social media. So that trade was nixed. He effectively drove down his Mm -hmm. trade value so that the Steelers had to trade Uh him because we're not going to get nothing for Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. It was truly a Drew Rosenhaus power move if Uh I've ever seen one. And he really did write the blueprint. I mean, Debo Samuel recently took the 49ers out of his Mm -hmm. profile. And so now everyone's like, oh, where's where's Devo going to go? Mm-hmm. And that's a right. huge deal. But they're yep, that's a big deal. Like, trade me. Get rid of me. Because the fans are putting pressure on the organization. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's working. And even to go back yep. to Antonio Brown, like, once it rumored that he was going to be traded to the Bills, he went straight to Twitter and started shitting all over the Bills. And guess what? Then the Bills were like, okay, well, yes. never mind, because we don't want this train wreck that doesn't want to be here. And this same thing happened to us. And it totally shifted that like it has a huge yeah. role he's like i'm not yeah. gonna play trade me to buffalo yeah. i'm not gonna play imagine him saying that now he would die right? to play in buffalo today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy would, how things switched i swear i mean but how antonio brown is that right like you could have gone yep. into a potentially amazing situation and you squandered it are we uh-huh. surprised no no because he just doesn't have the foresight to make good decisions unfortunately for him. Right. And it goes, that goes back directly to what we were talking about with the agents, players who, you know, don't necessarily see the forest for the trees Uh are trusting their agents to make the right decisions for them. And if the Steelers came to Deontay and they're like, we want to give you, I don't know, they're not going to do this, but we want to give you 60 million, a majority of it guaranteed. His agent would be like, hell no, Mm -hmm. don't take that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you should take that right. contract. Yeah, you right. should. Yep. Historically, players leaving the Steelers, especially position players, don't do very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mike Wallace, he already came up, but like, right. you, you see it. Emmanuel Sanders is one of the only, he's one of the only guys one. who has had success elsewhere, possibly more success because he was being overshadowed by guys like Mike Wallace and Antonio, and Antonio Brown, Brown and even Martavis Bryant. Like, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think, yeah, typically guys just get a little bit trigger happy when they when they see dollar signs on the other Landry. side of the fence. But then they're right. like, oh, shit, it's just grass. Oops. And, <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of, it's understandable. I mean, yeah. listen, oh, yeah. if someone's telling me I can go somewhere else and make infinitely more money than I would if I stayed where right. I'm at. I want to entertain it, right? I want to see if it's mm-hmm. possible. But like, let's not say it's 100% a guarantee because then you're putting in your, yourself in a situation for yep. failure. You're setting yourself up for failure. These agents are setting these players up for failure. And I just want like some sort of common ground. Like, let's mm-hmm. not put them in a position where you're ultimately hurting their career longevity, right? Right. So that's something I would. Love to see. We'll see if it yeah. happens. If we lose Hopefully. Deontay, if if we lose Deontay, if he puts himself effectively in a position to be traded or he sits out, what do we do? I want to draft 
wide receivers. I mean, they have I want to draft to. a they couple wide to. receivers. But I want to sign a veteran. Why have we not signed a veteran veteran wide receiver? That's a good Maybe question. Because they're, they're trying to negotiate with Deontay. Could be, but in the middle of negotiations, Maybe. you're taking the Steelers off of all of your social media. That indicates it's not yeah. going well. So why aren't we why aren't we picking one up? Yep. Maybe I don't uh, know. It blows my mind. The asking price across the board is just why. Maybe honestly, if Maybe. we don't eat like that Could might be. be it because we yeah. I heard Landry wants uh, a yeah. lot of money. Jarvis Landry wants a lot of money, and I and I you know like Sam said. We notoriously don't pay our wide receivers because we drop them so well. Uh Uh, So, yes, it is a very deep wide receiver draft. That's something to look forward to in the case that we have to risk playing the season without Deontay. Um, Knowing him, having met him, Mm -hmm. I would – it would surprise me. It would surprise me. I think he's trying to force someone's Mm -hmm. hand. Yeah. Um. But we'll see. Our source is somewhat concerned. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully it works out. God, we hopefully. don't need more drama. <laughs> hopefully it works out. All right. <sighs> Guys, I've missed you so much. And this has missed been. Missed you too. Oh, my goodness. Of Aww. my past month, I promise. Um, but I hope all of you listening and tuning in with us enjoyed this first episode back. I promise that we are back uh, for the long haul. So mm-hmm. let's wrap yes, this thing up. It has been real as always. Thank you to Steeler Nation for joining us. Um, Again, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. We love you. Thinking about your family. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Um, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yenzers and Instagram at Yenzers Official. And don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or wherever it is you listen to podcasts so we can kick it every week. We will see you for real next Tuesday for another episode of Yenders. Yenders.